Hi, I'm Caleb Powers, the Vice President of Sales here at uh, Mansfield Sales Partners. And today we're talking about a subject that is, uh, that is near and dear to me, and that is um, what to do if sales is a dirty word in your professional services organization. Well, I think a lot of times in professional services organizations, um, revenue is generated through subject matter experts, managing directors, thought leaders, that sort of thing. And because professional services firms are so reliant on those resources, um, they're reliant on those resources for their ability to generate revenue as well. So not only do they have to deliver the material and make money for the firm, but they also have to sell their services. And oftentimes it's um, it's unusual to have a subject matter expert who is equally good at driving sales. So you have uh, some distinct sales challenges in professional services organizations that if you don't address them, are going to inhibit your ability to perform and grow. Addressing the limitations of sales in a professional services organization is not easy, um, primarily because of the culture. So if sales is, in fact, a dirty word in your professional services organization, trying to change that is a very risky proposition because if you if you push too hard or too fast, you'll disrupt the culture in a way that gets everybody to want to leave. Um, and if you don't, uh, if you don't drive the change uh, fast enough, um, you're going to have it's going to impact your performance and your uh, your sales results. Um, so you need to find partners who, or you need to find sales leaders who are adept at driving change in professional services organizations. Uh, you need to find partners who have experience doing that, um, who know how to pr apply just the right amount of pressure and where to apply it. Uh, say, for example, um, coaching is an ideal way to transform a professional services sales culture. Like really, really good sales coaching is a way to immediately move the needle because, number one, it's not enterprise-wide. Number two, it's highly individualized and personalized to the subject matter experts that you're coaching. And um, you can um, – the expression I like to use is earn your right or earn the right to drive other changes. So once – um, your subject matter experts know that your sales coach is effective and can help them to perform at a higher level, um, then you've earned the right to take another step and, and another step after that. So maybe you start using CRM light, if you will. Uh, and then maybe you have um, you know, biweekly sales meetings. But the, but the challenge is to, again, drive change fast enough that you improve, improve performance but not so fast that you really disrupt um, the business as a whole. The only reason that you would want to transform the sales culture in a professional services organization is if, um, is if you weren't performing at the level that you needed to. So say, for example, um, you've enjoyed a, a niche in the market and now some of the larger consultancies are competing for the business that you used to have um, mostly to yourself. 
Um, you're seeing your market share erode and more competition from larger brands and um, and bigger firms. Well, now you've got to now you've got to develop some more proactive sales strategies in order to go out and win more business. So that's a burning platform that a professional services leader would would be responding to when they um, when they tackle the the sales culture challenge um, when your subject matter experts start leaving the firm and you need to bring in new thought leadership and new managing directors to to take over, there's a perfect chance to uh, start to embed more sales rigor and discipline into the culture. But I, I, I think the, uh, the overall um, goal is to embed a sales capability in the professional services firm so that you're not dependent upon one or two exceptional managing directors and sales resources to drive your business forward. Uh, there's too much risk in having um, your sales capability limited to a couple of managing directors and um, embedding a, capab- a sales capability in the firm so that associate consultants and junior consultants are acquiring sales skills as they progress in their careers is going to make a huge difference because now what you've done is you've embedded a sustainable sales capability in the organization and you've got a new generation of sales professionals that are moving up through the ranks and those people will ultimately be delivering the services um, and at the same time doing it with with sales skills that they've acquired during their careers at your firm. Five really important things that professional services leaders need to consider as they're trying to evolve a sales culture. Number one is how do you embed that so that it's sustainable over time? You know, sales training and development programs that start with associate consultants are vital for the long-term future of the firm. The second thing is start small. Um, if you can find great sales coaches to work with your managing directors to help improve their sales capabilities, that's going to go a long way towards building the trust that you need for a more wholesale shift in the sales culture. Number three, be clear about the definition of victory and why this transformation is taking place. Like, What is the burning platform that's forcing the organization to develop a more proactive, rigorous, and disciplined sales function? The fourth thing that I think is super important is to celebrate the successes. When somebody achieves something new or different in their sales pursuits, celebrate it. Find a way to make that, um, make that a win for everybody. Uh, and then the fifth thing is don't give up. Um, stay with it. It's going to take, I mean, culture is, culture is a super difficult thing to evolve in a business and, and evolving a sales culture in a professional services business, which historically has looked at sales as a dirty word, is really, really difficult. But the benefits are tremendous. Number one, you get to determine um, your future. You get to own uh, whatever market. You have the opportunity to own the market, whatever it is that you're in. You get to proactively go out and pursue business and bring it to the firm and not have to wait for um, – opportunities to come to you and you can be much more proactive and focused on growing the firm and uh, and enjoying the success that comes with that.